0: The Bloomingdale Church Podcast. My name is Max Turman. I am your moderator, and with me this week is Esposo de la Pastora Dan Woo! Marcelo. Hello. Second anniversary husband Scott Reed. Congratulations. <laughs> Two years in a row.
1: I know. Congratulations. Two years on
0: a day. Thank you. <laughs> and Sam's anniversary Club champion. Sam's Club evangelist Ooh. Bill Calvin. Yes. 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 You are, Scott is the anniversary champion. Yes, he is. He is the most recent anniversary of all of us, True, to be sure. Uh, Dan, will you please pray for us?
2: Absolutely. (laughs) Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you that it's a beautiful day outside. We get to be inside, but we get to be together. We get to talk about things that are from your word. Holy Spirit, we pray your guidance upon us. Lead us in this conversation. May it be beneficial to us who are speaking, but also to those who are listening. Lord, we love you. We thank you that you're with us. Amen. 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 Uh, Scott,
0: take it away. I'm hoping uh, Would You Rather can wake me up. I am just exhausted in my chair.
1: Well, I've got the Would You Rather
0: for you. I saw it, and I was like, it's perfect.
2: Oh, boy. Are we doing uh, Toastmasters?
1: Are we doing Toastmasters or or Vanilla? (laughs)
3: Okay.
2: We're doing doing Toastmasters.
1: toastmasters. All right. I love Toastmasters. All right. It's my greatest idea ever. (laughs) Congratulations.
0: (laughs) Sorry, Leah. (laughs) How's third place (laughs) feeling? Heard. Yeah, well, first was... Place. She does listen to this that, podcast. Second, that, place nice. is, second place Second is Would You Rathers in general. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bill, really quick, how much sleep do you get every night? You're yawning. How much sleep do you get every night? About seven and a half hours. Scott? um, About eight, usually. And Dan? About six and a half, seven. Man, you're like a machine. Six and a half to seven. That's what I'm getting, and I feel
2: terrible. <laughs> I have to look in my my app, my Fitbit and see how much no, sleep I get. That's true. It always says I'm awake when I'm asleep, but I'm tossing and turning, but it's probably Oh. Mm. Um okay, so I want Max to argue for that one.
1: So that means we're gonna start with Dan as the, the judge. judge yeah. The judge, the jury and Um the... and Max, you are arguing for while rock climbing five hundred feet up losing one shoe. <laughs> and Bill, you're arguing for a wild rock climbing 500 feet up, losing both contact lenses. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i prefer? You're trying to convince Dan that that's what he would prefer over losing one shoe. Hmm.
0: All right. I
2: want... Max to go first.
0: <laughs> Understandable. Uh, did you know that many <laughs> rock climbers, including uh, the the people who uh, summited, uh, I think it's El Capitan? Oh, in uh, Yosemite In part. Yosemite, uh, professional rock climbers are often barefoot. They find that they can mm. get a better grip. You just chalk up your foot. Uh, and you can really get those the, the, the toe strength you can fully utilize. Honestly, I think taking your shoes off while rock climbing is kind of like taking the training wheels off of a mm. bicycle. So, Dan, when your shoe falls off. I have off,
2: no experience, bear in mind.
0: Uh, when when your shoe falls off, the onlookers will say, oh, my goodness, he's he's taking it to the next level. Dan Marcello.
2: He's is half taking it to the next level. He's, <laughs> he's, he's,
0: he's slowly and cautiously <laughs> blowing our minds. Dan Marcello. <laughs>
2: That is well argued. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, Bill. Why well, don't I need I, my... I found
4: that to be very impressive. <laughs> A lot of BS, but very <laughs> impressive. <laughs> the <laughs> Blue <Delt Church> and Podcast. <laughs> very so impressive. What, A lot of BS. <laughs> what I'm thinking of is losing your contact lenses is going to work in your favor mm-hmm. because all you really are concerned about is the next few feet. Mm-hmm. So even if you are nearsighted, you can really really focus in. You don't need to worry about dirt in your eye like you do with a contact lens, which feels like somebody just stabbing you with a dagger when you get a piece of dirt in a contact lens eye. So I think you're way better off with without your contacts.
2: Mm. This is really hard. Wow, wow. Those are both well Wow. <laughs> I can't decide. <laughs> That's a problem. Can, can they share the honors? No. <laughs> Max, I'm thinking of a number between one and a hundred. What is it? Uh, one and a thousand and one.
0: Fifty.
2: I didn't think of a number yet. Hold on.
3: <laughs> I <just said> it. <laughs>
2: okay, go for it. That was great. fifty. Okay. Bill, forty-nine. Max gets it. At Seventy-six. Thank All right. you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, that Bill. was impossible to separate. Two very well constructed. Well done, arguments. Bill. I mean, I think
0: you had the much harder job. At first, I was going
2: to pick Bill because I don't have contacts.
0: But I don't need them. Finally, I can see these contacts <laughs> are on <my> <laughs> <mind>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Max.
1: You are the judge. Bring it on, Dan. You're in, you're arguing for being insulted publicly in a speech by a politician. Mm. Ooh. And Bill, you're arguing for being insulted in a song by a famous rapper. Mm. I guess it's also publicly being insulted publicly in a song by a famous rapper,
3: mm.
1: versus <clears throat> being insulted publicly in a speech by a politician. And it's up to you to decide if this insult is like a bad thing or a good thing. Because mm. yeah. I mean, I think getting name-dropped in a rapper song is usually it, a good thing. Does it say insult? Expensive. So it's a ba- is it. Well, it's an insult, but you're still getting referenced by a famous person. True. It's true. So uh, it could be good or bad.
2: Dan, take it team. away. Max, I know you're a person that doesn't like to be publicly shamed. Neither, none of us really It <laughs> do. doesn't seem to be an option I, I at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but it is not an option for you. But, you know, if it's a politician, they, they just say lots of stuff, mm. right? And if it's in a public debate or mm. something, they just throw out names and throw out ideas without really even thinking about it. And it might stay in the public consciousness for, you know, a day or two. But... I, you know, this is not going to follow you around your whole life and lead to negative consequences. It'll just be like, you know what, that politician's full of hot air. He said Max Terman has lady fingers. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Why did you have to oh, pick well, that one day? <laughs> I, I just thought of whatever came into my head. Lady fingers. <laughs> oh, no. That's amazing. I don't
1: know hope the rapper also says that <laughs> in his rap song. But you know
2: what? No
4: one's going to remember that, and it's not true. Bill. Well, I think you'd much rather be remembered by a rapper because that could immortalize you. Mm. That YouTube is out there forever. And then there's Um. the demographic. You really want to be remembered by people your own age and younger. Mm. People that are older, like me, we're going to be dead anyway in no time. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one foot in the grave. Well, take, and another take, on a banana
2: peel. Take this. that's
4: <laughs> Bill Calvin
2: said. <laughs> One foot in the grave, one of the banana
4: peel. Take that, rappers. <clears> tremendous just insult. it's, it's insult. unbelievable how, how well known you could become just overnight think how that could help you for your future your own business people would just reference you that way hey weren't you in that rap song yes that's me yeah. wow i do want to work for you <laughs>
0: <laughs> and your lady finger. yeah bill what is the insult that this rapper got what's throw?
4: the insult huh <laughs> I, I think it would go deeper than Ladyfingers. He's probably going to insult your intelligence, mm. which which could work to your favor. <laughs> <laughs> how <laughs> how because, bright are rappers? Okay. The rapper probably just can't even comprehend where you are. There you go. I Man, this has just got win all it's over.
2: It's true. If, if Snoop Dogg insults someone intelligently, like, that guy's pretty smart.
0: <laughs> Amazing. I I gotta go, Dan. I'm sorry. (laughs) I never win these things. (laughs) Sorry, Bill.
2: You make it up by winning. I'm so
0: good. I just. I just wrote, you had me, and then you r- reminded me that it's an insult. And I was like, <laughs> oh, exactly right. I don't, you. That's going to hurt so much more if it's yeah, in I song all form. about the insult. People then. are going <laughs> to sing it at me. Dan is, you know, you could just, you know, be like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Look, he had all these 40 scandals. You say scandals about a rapper, and everyone's like, see, he's got so much cred. <laughs> <laughs> True. He knows what he's rapping about. Yeah, so yeah, Max has a winner. winner. No, Max is one. No, it's. And Dan oh, has one. So
4: that right.
1: means that bill's choosing the winner here. Oh. Uh, and, he's and here is—he's angry. Here is my—he's my <laughs> got an axe to grind. You don't he want to see Bill us. when he's angry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listeners can't see Bill, but smoke Urr. is pouring out of his ears. <laughs> All right. And
1: here is here is my masterpiece question. <laughs> no. Dan, it's not that. You're going to like it. So, so gonna, I have to argue. So, Dan, so Bill, you're arguing. So you're both. Bill's the judge. Yep. Dan, you're arguing for always having to take a cold shower. Every mm. time you shower, it's got to be cold. And Max, you're arguing for always getting one hour less sleep than you need to be fully
3: rested. <laughs> what? <laughs> Very apropos.
4: <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> bill who's going first dan's going first thank you
2: well bill there's a couple reasons why you should consider just taking a cold shower the first is your natural gas bill you do that you cut out those mm. those hot showers every morning you're going to save money on your bottom line every month and get to put it into more books great mm. right and also what better way to wake up if they get jolted awake like that. Sometimes you take a hot shower, you're still kind of like, oh, man, I can't wake up here. You have a, you don't have that problem with a cold shower. That'll really help you. Boom, I'm, I'm there. I'm ready for my run. And also, you come back from your run. If you need a shower, take a nice cold shower, you'll feel better.
3: Hmm. Hmm.
0: Now, Bill, I got two things for you. The first one is adrenaline. Everybody knows that when you don't get enough sleep, your body overcompensates. By giving you that (laughs) adrenaline that you need, that adrenaline is going to get you where you're going faster. Whether you're walking, running, skipping, driving, you're going to be blazing down those trails. Secondly, and equally importantly, is the beautiful joy of napping. Now, I don't know if you've had the chance to indulge in napping in your illustrious career, um, but I've read that it's very good for the mind, very good for the soul. But if you are well-rested, it's not always the most uh, intuitive thing to do, to take a nap. This is your opportunity to get into a whole subculture. And who knows what, what people you could meet
2: <laughs> the napping at sub-culture. nap
0: conventions. <laughs> Just a huge opportunity there, in my opinion, for you, Bill. You can get an extra hour every day.
2: Snapping subculture. Yeah, you do
0: get an later. extra.
4: You get an extra hour today to do stuff yeah. too. That's true. No, I, I like Dan's argument. I think you had an almost impossible thing to win with Max. Um, well, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for acknowledging that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took a book out of the library recently by a guy with a real funny name. He looks like a Scandinavian guy, and he promotes cold showers cold. I mean, the, it's saw out the ice jump in the hole. I mean, we're talking, Whoa. this is hardcore. So there's somebody on YouTube that makes these videos and this has got all kinds of health benefits. So I started taking cold showers just to see how's this go. I hated it. <laughs> so I said, you know what? I don't care. I don't care how much this helps me. I, I don't want to take these cold showers. But Dan won. <laughs> <laughs> that
3: was unexpected. Well,
4: <laughs> I've done what Dan suggested, and it's the worst
0: thing I ever. It is, and Ooh. that's why I'm choosing to
4: do. It. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Yours was impossible though, because even if you're taking naps, I get the impression you're still feeling tired. Mm. So, yeah. Who wants to feel tired all day? But no, the uh, positive side, you get the napping
2: subculture. That's
4: true. The, and Again, those
0: nap conventions, the nap, nap conventions. Nap con. There's absolutely <laughs> You just a nap go con. and
2: sleep with nap. <laughs> I got a cot in the there's middle just, of a big hall. Exactly. Like a like a,
0: a sports stadium, and there's just bunk beds everywhere. And that was
2: my favorite part of kindergarten pajamas. Mm. Everyone's
1: pajamas.
0: In Everyone's in pajamas. pajamas. Everyone's in their pajamas. That's in very kindergarten true. Kindergarten, that was the like best day. Those read in days. Yeah, I think we took naps when I was in kindergarten. No, we did. It was fantastic. We had like reading days. Uh like twice a year in elementary school where you came in your pajamas and you set up mm. a little blanket fort and they said if you if you want to sleep you can sleep, but you just can't make any noise. So yes. Scott, can you give me a number between a thousand and one and one? I sure can. Nine fifty seven. Nine fifty seven. Ooh. This of course coming to us from a thousand and one things you always wanted to know about the Bible, but never thought to ask by the Reverend Doctor <laughs> Joseph Stephen Lang Esquire. The third. Uh, uh, you said 957? Yeah. Uh, this comes from the section odds and ends. The importance of sleep. Odds and ends, mostly fascinating. Ooh. The Quran. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh, the Muslim's holy book, spelled Quran, uh, Q-U-R apostrophe A-N, shows that their prophet Muhammad was familiar with Jewish and Christian beliefs, though he never actually read the Bible. The Quran refers to the angel Gabriel... Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses, David, and Jesus, who was called the Son of Mary, the Apostle of God, and also Messiah. But the Messiah, uh, quote, the Messiah, the Son of Mary, is only a prophet, end quote. Muslims do not accept Jesus as the Son of God. Muhammad thought wrongly, uh, in parentheses, wrongly, that Christians believed in a trinity of God the Father, Mary the Mother, and Jesus the Son, Oh. Do we have any real like experience as a church when it comes to like Muslim ministry? Obviously, Bill, you've you know worked with a lot of Jewish populations, and I imagine Dan, you've worked with plenty of Catholic populations, mm-hmm. um, and Scott, obviously the Bostonians. But <laughs> when it comes to to uh, Muslim ministry, is there much of a? history in this church. I don't think there is necessarily.
2: Well, interesting you bring that up because I've got a friend, friend of the family who works in the Twin Cities area with Muslims and looking at bringing him down to do a mm. seminar on reaching out to your Muslim neighbors. Really? Mm. And kind of understanding Islam a little bit more to know how to talk to people. Sure. What to say, not say. And then possibility of even going to the local mosque and meeting the imam and seeing like how they do worship. Yeah. So. Cool. Absolutely. When it comes to sort of those, um, I guess you
0: might call it like an like inter inter religious or like sort of inter belief <laughs> events and things like that. Like, what kind of perspective do you try and go in with? Like, what is hmm. the ultimate objective?
2: Well, I think understanding, like, okay, what what do these people actually do? Because there's a lot of stereotyping that goes on. I'm like, yeah. I think it's just hmm. having those eyes to see, like, what is what is the reality for them? Like, what is their life actually like?
3: Hmm.
2: What is their worship actually like? What does it mean to them? Hmm. How many people look beyond the stereotype?
4: We had an adult ed class that did that one summer. I think they had eight field trips. And they went to, I'm not sure if you call it a mosque, but there's an Islamic center on Bloomingdale Road in Glendale Heights. Across from Stevenson Street, yeah, they went there, and really were warmly received. In fact, the the Muslims were trying to be evangelistic and win them. They would come back over to the church with a bunch of literature to give to those people yeah. that uh, that went to that tour, went on that tour. And they went to a Jewish synagogue and they went to St. Andrews on Army Trail Road. They they had they really had a good experience. The people that took that class really liked it. Mm.
3: Hmm.
0: Let's get into Topic of the Week. Topic of the Week this week is brought to you by the International Worker Barbecue. Join us for Summer Barbecue Mm. after the Saturday 6 p.m. service to welcome our IW guests. This is your chance to catch up with Matt and Christine and hear how God's been working all around the world. I'm just smiling. I was making sure I could say their names. Uh, (gasps) We will be... the
1: smile to... kind of looked like a yeah, oh, like a like, uh oh. <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs>
0: we will be serving genuine <laughs> Sam's Club hamburgers and hot dogs.
1: Genuine
0: Sam's Club hamburgers. <laughs> Come hungry. I
2: love those hamburgers. Speaking of that, why was Bill the Sam's Club evangelist? Because of because he
0: loves of those hamburgers. Brought them out
2: several times. Yeah, they're delicious.
0: <laughs> uh, the IW Barbecue, June 26th at 6pm Reach out to Pastor Dan For more information and to let him know That you are coming That's you know what that means You gotta get this episode out before Saturday Oh I will <laughs> Probably. <laughs> for topic of the week this week, uh, funny you mentioned that we're talking about disappointment. <laughs> uh, oftentimes, when we think about disappointment, at least for me, uh, I think about um, getting our, my hopes up for something and then being let down by it. Whether that's a sports team uh, or like a new movie or a major life event or even you know a friendship, a relationship. You know, disappointment can. Can show up in a lot of different forms. Um, and I kind of have two different directions and two different questions I, I want to um, to go down. But let me start with a, sort of an easier one. In your personal lives, what have, can you give one or two short, simple explanations of what disappointment has looked like? What are the different flavors of disappointment?
2: I'm thinking of a couple of things, just real brief examples. The first one, when I first came here to Bloomingdale Church, I applied at Wheaton College for the Billy Graham Scholarship, Hmm. which would take care of my whole grad degree. And I got rejected the first time. Hmm. So that was a real bummer of like, oh, man, I thought I was supposed to. I I eventually got it later, but it was a little bit disappointing, pretty disappointing, to be honest. Like, oh, man, I I really need to get my grad school degree. And how am I going to do it if I got to pay $30,000? So that was kind of like, oh, man. And then just... Thinking of many, many disappointing days when we were doing our daughter's adoption mm-hmm. and just how the waiting seemed like forever in that. And actually the good news was a couple of weeks ago we just did the last thing we ever have to do. The All last right. interview and wow. I said, You're done. Man. So I don't know how to do anything more. So that was like six year process. Yeah. I'm like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. But there was a lot of days in that of disappointment of bad news and just more requirements on top of other requirements. Yeah,
0: of like thinking you were closer to the end yeah. than you were, and yeah, yeah, Scott.
2: It wasn't the royal burger from last week.
3: <laughs> well, not <it> disappoint- <laughs> not
1: so, do you want to know like specific examples of disappointment? Sure. Or like, I feel like disappointment is usually <clears throat> for me at least, and maybe this is true for everyone, but it's usually you know expecting something that I want to happen, which then doesn't happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I think you, you are right, Max, that it can take any, any number of, of forms. You can be disappointed about, you know, if you're in college and you are, what's the word? Su- subject to, I guess, the, the whims of the cafeteria menu. You could be disappointed <laughs> in, in the lunch <laughs> offerings, like, mm-hmm. or, you know, you could be, Disappointing in much more serious ways, <clears throat> you know, a job that doesn't work out or a relationship that doesn't work out, and I think one one <clears throat> way I'm trying to I'm sure this has happened, but I, I'm struggling to think of specific examples, which is probably not a bad thing. But I think one way that I experience disappointment a lot is like having hopes in someone kind of rising to a, a position or a or a situation, and then they kind of they kind <clears> of <throat> don't. Uh, and that can be really disappointing when you really think that someone's going to come through. And and you know there was there was a time in college when I had a a friend who who was a part of the a part of the organizations that I was involved with, and then he started getting more involved, and I was really excited that that he was going to be more involved, and he was in some leadership positions, and and then it just kind of didn't really pan out, and he kind of yeah. So that can be really disappointing
4: for sure. <laughs> Bill. I think of lots of things that I've been disappointed by. I've learned over the years to lower my expectations. Mm-hmm. and It really has made for a happier life. I, I think of stuff like when we were planting that church in Long Grove, I was thinking, now this church should have, and in my mind it should have certain furnishings. It should have this certain look. The people in the church should be like this and and none of that stuff happened. Hmm. None of it. And, and the funny thing is, the building was actually very beautiful. The interior was nice. The people, it was truly supernatural. What was happening? People were getting off of drugs and coming out of really illicit um, sin. And and I'm sure God in heaven is just shaking his head, just saying, "What do you want? I mean, what are you looking for?" Hmm. Now, what I'm looking for, well, we're paying all of our bills on time, and God's like, "I have everything in the world. I'm not worried about you paying your electric bill on time. Hmm. I'm more concerned about this person getting off of drugs, and lo and behold i'm I'm acting, they're getting off of drugs, and it's not because of you, Bill, it's because of me. and yeah. so I look back at that and just think, how could I have been so?" blind to what was really happening that mattered for eternity. But but then I truly was living day to day with the disappointment of, yeah, this just isn't right. And and I, I know a lot of it was, and it's something I'm doing or not doing. It's, uh, I'm messing up here somehow. I just can't mm-hmm. put my finger on it. Uh, just crazy, <laughs> truly crazy. Yeah. Which is a trick of the devil, just to try to neutralize you. Hmm.
1: Does oh, go on. I was gonna say I thought of another form of disappointment that I don't experience too often, and hopefully will experience less and less. But um, there are times when I'll find a a song and I'll listen to the arrangement, the original. I'm like, wow, this is super cool. I'd really like to do this, and uh, and then I'll bring it in with the band. Um, and we'll just kind of stumble through it, or, or even if the band's really good, sometimes you bring it to the congregation, it just kind of falls flat. Uh, and those are really disappointing moments when you're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I found this cool thing, like we're going to do this, it's going to be great, new, whatever, different. Because um, here's some news for you, whether it's the songs or the message or a Bible study lesson plan, whatever, no one plans on things being bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like, it's never the goal. <laughs> nope. It's never. Like sometimes you just choose something that you thought was going to be really good, and then it just doesn't work. Mm. Uh, and that can be really disappointing, because you're like, ah, oh, shoot. Mm. And it can also be kind of like uh, make you a little bit hesitant to try new things in the future, because like, yeah. oh, that was pretty hard, and it didn't really
4: work, and mm. yeah. I don't know if I want to do that again. Does God get disappointed? I believe he does. I think he was disappointed in israel when they're sinning with a golden calf Hmm.
1: i think that might require a different definition of disappointment sure because if if our disappointment my disappointment usually is based off of unmet expectations like god knows what's going to happen so his expectations are in the right place so it wouldn't be the same as my definition of disappointment sure that's true um So so what would (laughs) would
0: God's disappointment look like then?
2: Sorrow? I think Mm -hmm. I was thinking the same thing. I I can't imagine the sorrow of God. Not only when his people, us, we willfully sin, we mess up and we are prideful and we hurt ourselves and other people by our actions. Mm -hmm. We don't trust
4: him. We don't take the steps of faith he's shown us to take.
2: But Mm -hmm. imagine the millions and Probably billions of people in this world who are alive right now who don't know him and are actively living in rebellion. Mm-hmm. Just that disappointment and just that sorrow, that hurt Yeah, that it causes his heart because he wants everyone to repent, no one to perish. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's disappointment in that not that he expected
1: more or like anticipated more and was, and was surprised, yeah. but that he wants
2: more
0: yeah,
1: for his people.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jesus, when he rebukes his disciples sometimes, like, I feel like borders on disappointed, especially when, you know, can
2: uh, you stay awake with me like one hour in right. and you know, like,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> completely. Um, so then how does God respond?
2: <laughs> can I say what yeah, I, I is, yeah. <laughs> Bill, you probably know this, this is Scott, maybe Max too of like of Jesus saying you stubborn generation how long do I have to put up with you Uh I mean I I think at that point it's like come come on guys you're not getting it Uh like it's pretty raw and and real about how he feels yeah well that's kind of an answer to the question of like how does God respond
1: Mm -hmm. he responds discipline Mm -hmm. and like course correction and justice Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and mercy yeah (laughs) Uh, certainly in bill's example when it comes to the people of israel like mm-hmm. plenty of mercy going back to what we talked about earlier about
4: you know what israel was supposed to be
3: yeah and and the, the book, book of, of lamentations too, yeah.
4: almost the very middle verse in the whole book of lamentation is his mercies are new every morning
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: And here's jeremiah lamenting yeah. the fall of jerusalem and that discipline aspect, I mean, the Israelites certainly
2: experienced plenty of judgment and discipline for their behavior. I mean, just having to wander in the desert for 40 years because the spies got it wrong and mm. gave an inaccurate report and didn't trust God. Yeah. A whole generation mm. had to pass away and a new one start mm. to enter in the land. So, wow. So then let's kind of flip it on its head a little bit. Because there's sort of,
0: in in my mind, there's there's three or four different, like, people or ideas to be disappointed with. You can be disappointed with God, in which circumstance uh, you're clearly wrong, but that still is an, an emotion, and it's something that happens sometimes.
2: Um, yeah, because a lot of times it's our own kind of arrogance sometimes of, like, well, Lord, bless my plan, and this is going to yeah. happen. Like, I've been thinking a lot about James 4, saying, like, well, don't just say I'm going to go to this in such a city and do my business, and... Mm-hmm. And then this year, then to do this next year, it's like, well, say, if the Lord wills. Yeah. And so when we get ahead of ourselves, we can get disappointed (laughs) with God. Yeah. He doesn't do what we want. So how do we transition from that mindset of
0: being disappointed that God doesn't do what we want to transition to that mindset of God doesn't disappoint us, Mm -hmm. like God's actions are always for our good?
4: Some of us reflecting. I mean, I'll go back to Longrove again. Now that I have the perspective of years... I can look at it and say, wow, God was just doing incredible things Mm. week after week after week and it's not his fault that I'm blind. I can't see it. Yeah, Mm.
1: yeah. I was thinking along similar lines is like just perspective that you gain over time Mm -hmm. because I think, and I'm sure there are, are quite young people and young believers who can get it right faster than others, but... In my experience, it's like you kind of go through those disappointments, and then you come out the other side. And after a year or ten or forty or whatever, like mm-hmm. you see what was actually happening, and you, and that helps you to trust the next time, because yeah. you can know, yeah. like you can, because people can tell you all day long, like God's good, His plans for you are good, like He loves you, He's working this out mm-hmm. for something, like, but until you like can kind of internalize that, yeah, which maybe some people I'm sure can do without having to experience it first. But I think for many of us, it's just having that experience of like, yeah, that did happen before. Yeah. Like I was really disappointed, mm. um, but God was doing something that I couldn't see.
2: Yeah. Mm. I was thinking something along those lines too. We're all synced up. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cause I, I think back to my own life and experience and think when has God ever let me down? Even in those times when I had different expectation, mm. that gift of hindsight really is helpful. Mm. And it really does give you more trust and courage just Say, okay, Lord, I trust you. I may not understand what's going on. I wish it wasn't going on, or I wish something different. But ultimately, you know what's best. Mm. Like I never lacked food on the table or roof over my head. And just seeing God's faithfulness at work through all of our lives, it's really, really helpful, <laughs> mm-hmm. even when times are tough. Or we feel that disappointment.
0: Yeah. Mm.
2: And I think that
0: is a blessing, and its it's a good place to start, I think, Um, everybody kind of starts with a different, uh, if you have to choose between being disappointed at God, being disappointed at other people and being disappointed with yourself, Mm. being disappointed with God is nice because you know, he's right.
2: He's got broad shoulders. He's got broad (laughs)
0: shoulders. So let's talk about being disappointed in someone who's broken, being disappointed Mm. in, in a friend, being disappointed in a spouse, being disappointed in a parent or a child or, um, a teacher or a boss or a coworker, like when we are disappointed mm. in uh, in and by uh, people, mm. right? We can't just default and say like, well, God knows what he's doing to say like, this person is in potentially in mm. the wrong or I might be in mm. the wrong or almost certainly we're both slightly in the mm. wrong. Like, you know, h- how do we respond to disappointment when we're disappointed in in people that matter to us? Mm.
2: I think one way that we need to be careful for is being arrogant about it, mm-hmm. letting our disappointment kind of puff us up a little bit and say, well, I'm better. Mm-hmm. And I, that person, they're so bad because they're doing this, this, and that, or they've done this, they've disappointed me. When in reality, we've we probably <laughs> done the same thing at some point or are definitely capable of doing it if we haven't already. Mm-hmm. But to kind of guard our ourselves a little bit against, "Oh yeah, uh, they did that or they disappointed me mm-hmm. and
3: I would never do that.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think, certainly not in in all instances, but in some instances, I think we need to examine our hearts and and kind of ask, like, why were we disappointed in Mm. this way? Were we, like, Mm -hmm. again, not always, but in the case of a parent or a mentor or... Or a a government leader or whatever that disappoints us like it's possible that we were elevating that person beyond their station in our hearts and Mm -hmm. putting too much stock in in them fixing things and them Mm -hmm. making the right decisions and Mm -hmm. you know they could easily become an idol and maybe that's why we're disappointed in them Mm. again not always that's certain you know there's certainly plenty of other ways to experience disappointment but that's one thing to consider
2: yeah maybe Bring up a, a funny memory of a lady I know, not a believer, that one of our former presidents was elected. And said, this guy's going to be the savior of our country. <laughs> eight years later, she's like, he's like the worst person ever. <laughs> this was the worst eight years. I'm thinking, okay, and that's a case study. Why not to put hmm. all your hope You're and trust in a, in a person, person. right? Hmm. Yeah, Something that
1: I, th- I think this connects. Yeah. Um, I was reading today... Um, reading this book called seek first by jeremy treat i think is his name is the book a real treat
3: yeah Yeah. so far
1: (laughs)
0: happy father's (laughs) day dan (laughs)
1: thank you uh but it's it's basically all about like the kingdom of god and what that means and so the chapter i read today was about god kind of in the mundane so it was Mm -hmm. like god's kingdom god is king over all creation and so all all aspects of life are like part of his kingdom, essentially. Hmm. Um, uh, as we see in like the heaven or the new heavens, the new earth, like it's a new creation. It's not just like our souls, but it's everything. Hmm. Um, and so one of one of a part of it, it was like work, play, rest, food, and art. He was kind of like looking at these different. In, in the work section, um, I think that was the first one, and he, he talked about how like we often divide areas of life into like the sacred areas of life and the secular areas of life and we think of work unless you're like a pastor or whatever it's a secular area of life unless you're like evangelizing in your workplace or mm-hmm. like using it for like a greater spiritual meaning but he was kind of going beyond that and saying like no like your work is a part of God's kingdom even when you're just doing it you're not evangelizing to your coworker and he talked about how we in our different functions in our jobs and our vocations are doing kind of like parallel work with God. Like whether it's he's, he pointed out that the the Bible tells us that God like provides for his, his creation and provides food and everything. But like God isn't snapping his fingers and food appears like the farmers and the truck drivers and the grocers and the cooks and the servers, like they're all kind of manifesting God's provision, which is how, excuse me, how God kind of made the world to be like people work with him and he works through them. And so coming back to the disappointment thing, I think like when we're disappointed in others, we can experience like that, like God's compassion uh, and mercy and love um, and like work that out in our relationship with, with the, Mm. with the person. Yeah.
0: And kind of be his hands and feet in that for sure. Right. That reminds me a lot of, of every good endeavor by Tim Keller, Mm. Bill, When it comes to being disappointed in other people?
4: Well, I think you can't live without having that happen. Mm -hmm. Mm. The closer the people are to you, the more you love them, the deeper it hurt. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: So I'm thinking there's that real difficult disappointment, like when Joel was messed up on drugs. Thank God he's been sober this year. The whole year you know, mm-hmm. so, but then there's milder disappointments where somebody just turns you down mm-hmm. that you're asking to be an usher let's say
3: yeah mm-hmm.
4: all right <clears throat> that doesn't tear me up like Joel you know because it's just it's just <laughs> not even in the same ballpark yeah so it's it's interesting how life works that we probably get disappointed <coughs> literally every day of our lives mm. and that's why it's so important to count your blessings because my tendency is the same tendency as I think 99% of the world. We just focus on the one negative thing mm. yeah. and we play that over in our mind again and again and again and again. And, and that ruins our day. Yeah. Mm. But if we count our blessings in my case, I'm counting them in the morning. I'm counting them at night. <laughs> we do that. You realize life is good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Life is really Amen. good.
2: Yeah. Amen. That's mm-hmm. a really good word. Yeah, because the disappointments, if we let them, can become all-consuming. That's right. Yeah, but depending on the level, like you, like an usher isn't going to tear you up, but like the the real stuff that gets at you and that makes mm-hmm. you concerned. And yeah, it really is the heart the heart stuff. If we're not careful, that can just really
0: do a number on us. Well, it's like mm-hmm. that little yeast can spread throughout the mm-hmm. dough, right? And like sin, mm-hmm. one sin separates us from God forever.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like. If you dwell in sin, then it's easy for your heart to become sinful as well, right? Mm. And for you not to be able to see God at work right next to you. Mm. And let that pride creep in of like, well, I'm better. Well, let's talk about that. Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let's talk about this third party of being disappointed in ourselves, Mm. um, being disappointed in... Uh, in ourselves, I I think, um, I hope I'm not the only one. I assume I'm not. You're not. Uh, As Bill, as Bill would put it, you can't live your life without being disappointed in yourself. Um, I think we can all be our own worst critic. Of course. Mm -hmm. So when you are disappointed in yourself because you, you know, were late to a meeting or you forgot a birthday or you fell into a sin that you've been trying to escape from or you were really mean to someone that you care about or you let yourself be vindictive or Mm -hmm. vengeful um, Mm -hmm. or even just failed to spend the proper amount of time with God, right? The time Mm -hmm. that he deserves. Like when we're disappointed with ourselves, how can we respond in a Christ-like way? How can we be more like God in the way that we Mm -hmm. handle disappointment in ourselves,
2: I'm thinking about what Scott said about God-feeling sorrow, and it brings me back to... Mm. I think it's 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians 7. can't remember which one. Okay. About godly sorrow. Like the the sorrow that the world That's uh, Second Corinthians, I believe. All right. I think so, too. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Just wink at each other. I didn't bring my, I didn't bring my well, Bible. Well, 1
4: Corinthians 7 is about marriage. But anyway, the idea of the. the the sorrow of the world just doesn't lead to any kind of
2: change. It's mm-hmm. just like, well, I feel bad. I feel sorrow. Yeah. But letting the Holy Spirit work in you say, Okay, I'm disappointed in myself. I really need a change. Mm. Lord, I repent. And like repentance being like doing a doing a one eighty, right. walking the other direction. Like I don't you know, saying we're disappointed in ourselves because we told a lie or we just have this behavior, the sin issue we can't get rid of. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Lord I, I want cultivating me this like genuine sorrow that yeah. leads to repentance and change. Yeah. So I'm not the same person I was this morning.
0: Yeah. Yesterday, Yeah.
1: I think if you're a Christian and you feel disappointed in yourself because you sinned, like you should be encouraged because <laughs> that's, like evidence that the Holy Spirit is that's convicting right. you and mm. that you're, Amen. you know, if you don't feel disappointed, when like, <laughs> like that's not good. Obviously there's, you know, you can be overly self-critical right? and you can beat yourself up about, you know, mm-hmm. silly things mm-hmm. that aren't inherently sinful. They're just like being a person, like, you know, being late to a meeting because your, your card didn't start or whatever. Like you can be disappointed in yourself about that, but that's not the same as being disappointed over yeah. a sinfulness. So I'm not really talking about that, but... Yeah, I think when it's over sin, like, that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. the way that God is showing you that, you know, that he has a better way for you to live. Yeah.
4: And it keeps you humble. Yeah. To remember that you're a sinner Mm. is humbling. Yeah. When I say remember you're a sinner and have a specific sin or two come into mind and say, man... I really am not there yet. Mm. I heard a tremendous sermon about a month ago when we were in Ohio. And I went up to the pastor afterwards and spoke to him about it. The thorn in the flesh of Paul came up in the conversation. He said, I've been meditating on this and I I don't think it's just a physical affliction. I said, well, I think it's both. And then he, he chimed in with i believe paul had a particular besetting sin that just drove mm-hmm. him crazy and that was his thorn in the flesh mm-hmm. I Think you know i think the bible really says pretty clearly we all have one we all have a besetting sin that we really struggle with till the day we die and paul gives us a glimpse of that in Romans 7 when he says the things I don't want to do, I do, and the things I want to do, I don't do. Mm-hmm. Who will deliver me from this body of death? And you think, all right. Mm. And and here's a spirit-filled man saying that. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not like he's some mediocre Christian. He's spirit-filled. He's, he's writing inspired scripture, and he's mm-hmm. yeah. also being biographical that... Autobiographical. This is my life. Mm -hmm. I I take encouragement from that.
0: Amen. Praise God. That was a great discussion. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Listeners, if you would like to be part of the show, you can send questions, would you rather's, and sermons you heard in Ohio to podcast <laughs> at bloomingdalechurch for our closing segment this week. It is time for where in the Bible is Carmen mm. San Diego? Don't
2: worry, Bill. This will be the time for you to win. We have
0: three <laughs> passages of scripture, and you gentlemen will tell us the chapter and verse references for them. Uh, as a special today, all are from Romans. Yeah. We're playing in the Book of Romans. We're trying to we're trying to uh, skew the rules. We're playing. With the rules to try and make it a more even uh, field, so this will be our first attempt is putting them all in the same book.
2: So we can't get nine points. So
0: uh, the three, mag, three you'll, three you'll, all, get, you'll all get one point by default, I think, oh. in order to keep the. the oh, that's generous. I idea. think that's you're welcome.
2: <laughs> so
0: we, we we all we're going to start least three. In my view, we're starting easy and moving oh. upward in difficulty. Of course, I'll say that, and no one will get the first one.
1: I feel like this is actually going to hurt me because oh. I feel like the. <laughs> the I'm convinced that either the books were like the easiest part.
0: <laughs> I thought
2: <laughs> I always got them yeah. right, but I
1: feel like they were the part that I was mostly sure
0: about. How about next week? You can pick the ones, and and then you can get them right. <laughs> I can pick the ones. You can pick the verses.
3: <laughs> <laughs> ah, that'll be you know. they
0: just be super obscure, Thank and you, Bill. you're just killing it. Let's make our scoreboard here.
2: Let's see what Scott's doodle will be today. Listeners, you can play
0: along at home. You can keep score at home. And if you send me a picture of your scoreboard at home, I'm, I'll send you jelly beans. Why not? That'd be fun. Can you send me jelly The <laughs> inbox can be full of uh, scoreboards. Uh, For I am convinced that neither death nor ah! life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Uh, a little song to go along with that. Great song. I have no idea.
2: You the know verses, the song? I don't know.
1: No, I don't know the verses. I don't I don't know where it is. The anymore.
0: song is the reason I remember the reference. Hmm. I don't know what song is it. It's literally just this verse in uh, a song. And then this, the and me- yeah, what know? is the melody? The melody is like for I am convinced that neither death nor life neither angels nor demons nope. neither the present nor the future nor any powers. Anyway, Romans 8 Thirty-eight and thirty-nine. Oh, oh I was close. Is it really Romans eight? Yeah. yeah, nice. I, so I got, got Romans eight. I didn't, didn't get my forty verses. to
2: forty-five it's forty to forty-nine.
1: <laughs> I didn't get the first time, but I did get Romans eight. Scott, what do you got? I just have Romans eight
0: and. uh... <laughs> I had thirty-two to thirty-four. So it's an even split between what? everybody. I love that Dan chose the verses immediately afterwards, which don't exist. Which
4: are in Roman <laughs> <I don't> <laughs>
0: Romans ten. Romans ten, technically. Guys, I don't have my Bible open. Okay. So Dan loses a point for choosing Romans nine. Then.
4: Well, we got yeah. We each got something. Yeah, everybody got, gets, everybody got
0: two points there. Yeah, I, believe I got eight. That's a good. Follow my nose. Way to go. Way to fall my nose, Scotty. It said eight, and I was like, I don't know. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. There's no song to go along with this one. It's a complete guess. I think they're all gonna be a complete guess. Let's start with the first one was the easiest one. Watch you get a complete Bill.
4: I put Romans 12, 1 to 3. Uh, Scott. I put Romans
0: 10, 12 to 15. And Dan. Romans 12, 3 to 6. It is Romans 12, 1 to 2. So Bill Bill comes in with a 3. Scott comes in with a 1, and Dan comes in with a 2. Well, I think it was three,
2: but that was one off. Darn oh, that was it. That's close. That's close.
0: All right. So this is, I uh, uh, can confirm that the rule change did not help the situation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, Scott.
0: I told you we're gonna the get there. We're beta. The part, we're beta testing. Okay. okay. Uh, consequent listeners, if this if the rule change made you better at the game, Go, let Roman. us know. <laughs> uh, consequently, just as one trespass resulted in condemnation for all, so also one righteous act resulted in justification and life for all. For just as through the disobedience of one man the many were made sinners, so also the obedience of the one man made many. Righteous. I should know this. I look at this passage like every other week. <laughs> it's a great passage. This is wonderful. The new Adam. All right. So Scott, you're up first. I don't want to go first. I'll go. <laughs>
1: I'll go first. What? I'll go first. <laughs> Dan. Romans five twelve to fifteen. And I'm Scott. Uh, Romans nine seven to ten. I don't think I'm right. It could be Bill, six.
4: I put Romans nine sixteen and seventeen hold on i have to do some math here
0: <laughs> oh my gosh okay so let's start with scott scott what did you say i said romans nine seven to ten okay easy that was not correct <laughs> okay. i'm sorry um bill yours romans nine sixteen and seventeen romans nine sixteen and seven <laughs> like one off from
2: bill this whole time and, and dan 15. what did you say romans five twelve to fifteen
0: Romans 5, 12 to 15. So the correct answer is Romans 5, 18 and 19. So Bill misses by a verse and the chapter. So Bill only gets one point. Scott gets one point. Dan gets two points to tie it up. So the final score is 6 to 6, a tie between Dan and Bill. And clearly my rule change is the stroke of genius. (laughs) (laughs) We both get jelly beans. You both get everything you deserve. But not today. That is all the time that we have this week. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Bill. Thank, Thank you, Max. Did that out of order. Bill, <laughs> take us
4: home. Take your gum out of your mouth. You did take it out and put it back. I know. <laughs> I, just, I thought, you know, maybe you're snapping into the microphone. And you don't know I it. Don't it Max is going to go crazy when he edits this thing. <laughs> all right. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to the Bloomingdale Church Podcast brought to you from Bloomingdale, Illinois, the heart of the nation.
0: I wish they could see your face when you do that. You yeah. just like line up. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> start your engines. So like are, are, are
4: there any ladies not. listening? This seems
0: like it's a men's. Oh, it's a men's, men's yeah. podcast. The <laughs> Bloomingdale <laughs> Church Lea men's listens. podcast. Leah listens and oh, listen. Amber listens. Oh, Amber and, listens. That's right. Nancy, uh, doesn't. Nancy uh, doesn't. Well, I mean, she's got taste. <laughs>